RJ. And I'm Adam, and you're listening to Showgaze, a movie musical podcast. We're a Jersey boy and a music man who left the chorus line in Chicago and are listening to the sound of music goals to help pay the rent for your pleasure. The Wizard of Oz. Wait, why did you add the Wizard of Oz? I needed a button, a bat. I needed a ballad, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Can you just button it, please? This is showcase. Nagila Hava Nagila Hava Nagila Hava Hava Are those the right words? To what? Hava Nagila It's Hava Nagila Hava I don't know the words I don't know. I don't know if there are more words than that. I should say. Have a nagila. Okay, it's not. It's not an Italian chef making something with. You prosciutto. like a nagila? Here, have a nagila. You want a cannoli? Have a cannoli. Okay. Have a cannoli. Is that funny? Is that comedy? Do they sing this in the movie? No. Not during the wedding at any point. No, but is it what am an, I thinking is of? it anti-Semitic if I think that they did? Probably. Wow. Great. Um, this you need to stop clicking your lips. I do it all the time, and then I spend so much time editing it out. Yeah. Okay. I won't do it. <laughs> if this was a visual, it's because that's how I like. That's your like. When I like, I'm going to button. say something. No, that's my. That it's always starts my phrases. So it's like I have something important to say. So yeah. If this was a visual podcast, well, podcasts are a visual medium. Yeah, that's true. So it's just mouth is just slightly, consistently open, throughout the entire thing. So like this. So very this. <laughs> so I love very a wet, this. wet lips. I love a good l- wet lip look. You were thinking are we about done, doing it. Are we done with lip gloss as a culture? Are we on? Are we do, only doing matte lips now? Is that what we're doing? When did I that... don't know. You're a drag queen, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, from my experience in drag, which is oh, one time, <laughs> which is a two-minute preview on stage. I don't know. I don't know, Adam. You just smacked your lips. Well, I also have a cold sore. Do you really? Like right here. So that's a canker sore. (gasps) What's the difference? A canker sore is under. Cold sores are on top. On top of what? Oh, on my gum. Like it's on your lip. Do you know what a cold sore is? No. It's like a wart. Hold on. Wait. 
first of all, I don't want to call anyone out, but we have we know someone who gets them <gasps> a lot. Damn. Come f- drag her. This drag is her through the mud. Like. Oh, really? Yes. I thought it was It's okay. a part of herpes. <gasps> it's a distant cousin. Drag her. Say her name. No. Drag her through the mud. That's not what Drag all this out. Her. Fine, it's fine. Just mouth. You know who it is, right? No, mouth the name. Really? Do you know the picture where I was being photographed and they photobombed? And you thought it was really funny? Okay. That was her birthday. She got one. Well, you're going to have to edit it now because you've clocked her. No one knows. She only sent that picture to you. No, but she knows it now. <laughs> well, obviously we're going to edit the whole section out. Anyway, we'll leave, a, leave the canker core a bit because I don't know. Canker cold. Canker sore. Cold or canker. Anyway, you have a canker sore, which I had last week. This is not from you. This is from the pineapple. I know. Because I... RJ, I get them all the time. I know how it works. That's what I'm saying. They're not. It's not from you. I didn't like get it from you. I'm. I. You can't get it from me. I know that. I got. I'm saying. I think it's funny that you got one the week after I did because I just. I just have her right here. But where's yours from? How'd you get it? Well, I drink lemonade every day now. And you pucker your. You bite your. What does lemonade have to do with canker sores? It comes from acidic foods. Oh. Yes. But I used to I get got, them a lot when I would drink orange juice every morning. So I got mine because I, when I do the pineapple bit, I, I teeth, no, the bit, not actual pineapple. My teeth gashed the front of my, this, this part of the mm. lip. And it was like open and I think it got. Mm. Um, it can also happen from like stress and there's a couple other things that can do it. Mm. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Showcase. Oh, I hope you enjoyed. This week's episode of, um. Everybody learns what um, mouth problems are. Mouth infections are. are. Yeah. Speaking of mouth infections. We're already six minutes in. We're going to have to edit. I'm going to have to edit so much. Speaking of mouth infections, let's talk about Fiddler on the Roof, huh? (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't ask me what. Ask yourself what. Look inward. Super Soul Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to bother you while you're busy with your calendar. I'm sending an email. Are you really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll wait. <laughs> no, keep going. Start us off. You got to do your Wikipedia box anyway. I'm doing my Wikipedia box. It's open. Your box is always open. Okay, thank you. So this week, this month, we are doing um, the 1971 musical Fiddler on the Roof. Which I have seen before. You had not seen before. I have not seen before. I had not even... I knew nothing of this musical. At all. I mean, you knew, like, you knew Tevya. I knew that it existed as an important part of musical theater. Yes. And I knew Matchmaker. I'm going to blow your mind. I knew the first three songs, and that was it. I'm going to blow your mind. Um, The... Musical it's based on is the 16th running longest running Broadway show in history. What do you mean the musical it's based on? Oh, the actual musical. Yeah, the Broadway show it's based on, that the film is based on. Work. So that's interesting. Um, it, that opened in 64. 
And there's really one, I would say, um, famous person who everyone knows, and that would be B. Arthur. Yep. She played... Matchmaker, matchmaker. Yes, she played the matchmaker. She played... Uh, what is her name? Hold on. Shlemiel? No. Wow. Shlemazel? No. Hassan Pepper Incorporated. Are you going to bring out all your Jewish references That's today? it. That's all I got. Okay, great. Um, no, she played the matchmaker whose name is... Is it Yenta? Yenta, Yenta. That's what I thought. Great. Um, I just did it. Great. Tevya was played by Zero Mostel. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but it was a situation like My Fair Lady, where he was not cast for the movie, and people were very upset about it. But I feel like Topov did a good job. <laughs> Topol. Topol? Not Topol. Topaz. I don't know what you just said. Topov? T-O-P-O-V? T-O-P-O-L. Topol. 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 He, um, yes. He was cast, so I think he opened, like, I don't really want to go through all this history. Look, I don't want to get into it, girl. But I believe that he opened the West End production. Work. Oh, I'm sorry. He first played the role in 1966 in the Israeli production of Fiddler on the Roof, replacing Sh- Shlomil? No. Shlomazel? Shmuel Radensky. For ten wow. weeks when the lead actor fell ill. Harold Prince, producer of the original show that opened in 64, had seen him in Sala Shabbati and called him to audition for the role of the 50-something Tevya in a new production scheduled to open at Her Majesty's Theater in 67. Not fluent yet in English, Topol memorized the score from the Broadway cast album and was tutored in the lyrics by an English woman. That's insane. That is insane. Um, so when he... When he played the role in the film, the film opened in 71, when mm-hmm. he played it... First of all, Tevye is supposed to be like 50s. Like mid-50s, early 60s. He was let me do the math he was 30 36 he was 36 when he played tevia for the film when he did it for the for the first time he performed it he was 31 which is insane that is insane and he you would not watching this movie you would have no idea no. that he's 36 he looks in his 50s he yeah so I think that's really cool. Um, he's actually Palestinian. Um, so that's also fun. Um, but yeah, so the big deal, the big drama. I wouldn't say fun. Palestine isn't fun. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't. I know. we're not. We are not going to talk <laughs> not, about the Israel-Palestine conflict on this podcast. I just want to say. Okay. I don't know enough about it. No, to I don't actually either. Have a, I don't an have opinion. an informed opinion. And I don't think I all. should have an. Well, I should have an opinion. 
What do I say? I, I should, should know I anything. Should, I shouldn't know anything. I should just be able to live. I mean, if people in Antelope, Oregon can ha- can know nothing. Okay, that is a very different scenario than the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. Would you say that... Antelope and the Rajneesh. Would, you, very... would you say that the Russians from Fiddler on the Roof are like the Rajneesh? Taking. Oh over. my God. No, I would not say that. No, because we'll get into all of that. Will we? Because, <laughs> well, first of all, if we go by Wild Wild Country, the Bhagwan said that Rajneesh is not a religion. But he said that after the fact that he got arrested. Well, I'm just saying he said it. If he said it's not a religion, it's not a religion. So I'm not going to compare the Jewish faith and culture and tradition to Rajneesh. No, I'm saying the Russians are the Rajneesh because they're kicking all the Jews out. The Russians are the Rajneesh because they're kicking the Jews out. So they're kicking the antelope people out? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. No. Because they didn't. That wasn't their goal. Their goal was to take, not to kick them out, but to like. To take over. To take over politically. Okay. Why are we doing this? (laughs) There's just... You know that Venn diagram of musical theater and and true true crime crime documentaries? (laughs) It's there, honey. Where there's a millimeter in between the two? And showcase the movie musical podcast. And Claire Reinhardt is it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one person. Oh, God. That's good. That's good humor. Thank you so much. What the hell is happening? So let's go through... Well, I just want to read you the box that I always read. I pretend like I do a lot yep. of research, but I actually just read a box. You just read the box. So, um, it was directed by a man named, hold on. Shmuel Rodensky? More no. than Shmuel Rodensky? Norman Jewison. Oh. You, you told me the story, and I don't think it's true. No, it's full. I mean, it's on IMDb, honey. It's fully that true. That just sounds super crazy. It said that when he was contacted by, I don't know what the, company made this. Uh, whatever the producers that he like went in and like they were like really like yeah you seem like a great fit for this and then like halfway through he was like I'm not Jewish my last name is just Jewison like I'm not Jewish and they were like oh yeah no we didn't think but it was like this weird, did they pull him in because they literally looked at his last name? Like they had a Rose situation from the Golden Girls when she's like, I wonder if jewelers are Jewish. Jewelers? Jewish? Jewish? I think there's a connection there. I mean, if you think about it, Jewison is literally Jew's, Jew's son. son. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure at some point in the lineage... Someone was Jewish in his family. He is not, however. But then the word Jew isn't really... Wasn't the word Jew just a term for, like, outsider to an extent, like, back in the day? Or was it always what they called Hebrews? I don't know. Like, what was... Um, I don't, again, I don't (laughs) have enough enough knowledge to have an informed opinion I believe it was just because just if you were Jewish you would be called a Jew (laughs) I don't know 
Can we call someone? You know what's going to be really fun is talking about this really sad musical and making fun of it. There's comedy in everything. There is comedy. It would be, I'm not going to lie, it would be easier to make fun of Les Mis than it would be to make fun of Fiddler on the Roof. There is comedy in it. Yeah. Don't you fret, dear listeners. Topol has some really great lines. Like, he is, he... He's great. He's nominated for Best Actor. His comedic timing is really good in this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Finish the Um, box. Okay. Directed by him. Screenplay by Joseph Stein. Based on Tevye and his daughters, which is like, um, it was a short, a few of short stories that were written in Yiddish in like 1894. Um, and it's about Tevye the Milkman and his five daughters. And then they created the, the musical based off that. Um, I mean, I can read you who's in this, but you're not going to... Topol, Nora Norma Crane, Leonard Frey, Molly Picken, and Ma- Paul Mann. Who? Who knows? Um, so the music is... The music is Jerry Bach, and the lyrics are Sheldon Harnick, and I truly don't know... Oh, they also what did else? Fiorello. I've never listened to Fiorello. But that's like... I've. That's it? That's it. That's all they got. And then the the craziest part is the the it was adapted for the screen by John Williams, the composer. Yes. Hmm. Like he he re he read the he adapted it for the like the score and stuff. Da 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 da. Nineteen seventy one. Hundred seventy nine minutes. Yes, that is two hours and fifty nine minutes. And I was there. You feel every minute. I felt every minute. Um, its budget was nine million. Jeez. Take a look. Wait, that's not take a lot. A, well, it probably was back then. It was definitely a big budget musical. I mean, they flew them all to like Croatia or wherever to film this. Wait, hold on. This is what year? Nineteen. Nineteen seventy-one. Probably, probably filmed in nineteen seventy. So its budget was nine million. You get to guess. What their box office was. 15 million. 83.3 million dollars. That's more almost I, 10 I times. I believe, I feel like I read, I don't remember for sure, and I could be butchering this, but I believe that it was the highest, um, it had the biggest uh, box office draw of the year. Okay, I found an inflation calendar. So nine million. Okay. Is fifty-five million. Okay. That's still that's a mid-range movie though. And eighty million is four hundred and ninety-five million dollars. Wow. That's that's Black, some like Black that's some paranormal activity nonsense. That's what that is. Black Panther box office. Um. So I have been in the show. Black Panther right now is six hundred and eighty million. You've been in the that's, show. That's got to be domestically though. Four and a six forty, six hundred and forty. So then, so then one billion yeah. two hundred million dollars. I guess that's insane. Um, who are you? I was just in the chorus. I was young. Um, but it's a really fun chorus show. You get tradition, you get, um, to life, you get 
the wedding. You get. The, I mean, the tradition and wedding alone. I feel Tevia's like Tevia's dream, which yeah. is so fun. You get on a Tevka, which what is you not two? fun. Anatevka. What's the other one? I feel like there's something else in Act Two we did. Maybe we didn't. I do remember that it was that show. It was probably only on a Tevka. Because I remember being backstage and watching, because they had all the kids together, and we would, like, watch a movie during Act 2, because, mm-hmm. like, there was nothing to do. And one time we watched Mrs. Doubtfire, and the gag is, is in Mrs. Doubtfire, when they're, like, he's visiting... Have you seen the movie? Yeah. So in Mrs. Doubtfire, you already know what the plot is. Yep, I'm assuming. I do. Yep. Uh-huh. He wants to... Yeah, he dresses just like... Yeah, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. So when he visits Harvey Firestein, who's also in the film, which is like the true gag, the gaggery, um, they put him in different looks to figure out like how, what kind of like old woman he should look like. Which look they she, do... which category she should be on right now. Right. Yes. And so they put him in a, in like a, they just, he looks really Jewish. So then they like sing matchmaker to the camera. It's very funny. So we thought that was really funny that. They referenced Fiddler. And we were in it. Like, so first circle, full circle. I'm sure it was hilarious. You had to be there. You had to be nine and be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you already said you have no idea. You knew nothing. Nope, I knew nothing. Great. I mean, I read Three Sisters. Not the same. But so I knew the trope. Sure. Okay, yeah. Great. And I have sung songs in minor keys before. Sure. So yeah, that... I feel like through transitive property, I I know Fiddler. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Should we get into it? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's do a slow build into. <laughs> I will say this. I yes, this movie was long, but I I was in there, and it. Kept my attention. I, I will say, I will say this before we start. When you, it finished, you said it was a tight film. I said it was a tight film, and I said, "Huh, a three-hour <laughs> film, RJ." And you said, and you were like, "No, like plot-wise, it's really yeah. well. It is really well structured. Like you, it's brilliant. I mean, he has five da- daughters in the like story, but like to make it just the three, which is very like the three-act structure that like Americans yeah. love in their." Um, like cinema and stuff. Like it's really smart how it's. Oh, done. she's a movie queen now. That's oh, she, right. honey, she's, she's a, a movie a... queen, honey. Honey, she's a film queen. Okay, let's get into it. is a fiddler on the roof trying to scratch out a pleasant, simple tune without breaking his neck. It is... So we start... Do you remember how we start? Um, there are some roofs. 
Right? Does it start with that shot? No, it starts with him talking, him direct addressing. That's right. We actually get, so we start with, which is, I think, weird, or I don't think most films did this. Dude. You get uh, an overture, kind not not that overtures are not done, but you get like a song before the overture, which is when they play, and then during oh, the overture, yeah, is when there's they play. like a little bit first before because you have to set the scene. Yeah. So um, they do tradition, and Tevia direct addresses the camera. He talks to God, um, and then he talks about how he basically explains where they live and what what the setting is. Um, so then I'm so when he does that when he does direct address because he doesn't do it again because everything else is talks to God Mm -hmm. so in that beginning that is to us Mm -hmm. that is set the scene in Fair Verona where we first met how does that go (laughs) just like that that's how Billy Shakes wrote it let's set the scene in in Fair Verona where where two, the play is, play is gonna happen. Yeah, two lovers square off. Square <laughs> off. They battle. Oi vey. In Fair Verona, where two. Where we lay our scene. Where we lay our scene. Oh, for a muse. Two households, both alike in dignity, in Fair Verona, where we lay our scene. Yes. I am a pentameter. I'm a pentameter. So, so anyway, we get tradition, um, which is a song that goes on for about 10 minutes. Yeah. So this is my favorite part about tradition is it's I mean, the chorus is so good because it doesn't I, it. I don't know what it is. It's also it's because it's, it's tradition. That, da, da, da. Right. And it's, it's not also like, done. It's weird because it's some, does it start on the two on the one? Is it one and three? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Oh, you're talking it, musically. Yeah, it just does. It doesn't feel like it's on the downbeat of where it should be. I will say all of the songs in the show are very good at sounding Jewish, and I don't know how I can say that without sounding anti-Semitic. Yeah. But like, there is like um in in cultural Jewish music there is like a certain like key that things are placed in and a lot of these songs are placed in that key I would say there's a few exceptions and we'll get to those when we get to those songs but like this one for sure is like everything about it is so of Mm -hmm. that culture I think it's really brilliant um the thing I really like about it for the movie is like the chorus sings it but you don't see them singing yeah like I thought that was really cool yeah that Really set the scene because it was it was like using them to explain it, but then like also showing it. I don't. I just thought it was really smart. No, I agree. So you, everything Tavia, we will come to find out is deeply invested in tradition. That's how the world has always worked, and he wants to continue working it that way. That's how the town wants to continue working. It's the small, tiny little village in Ukraine. Unfortunately for the Jewish people, um, they've had a lot of strife. So, um, tradition is what gets them through. Yeah. Right. So, we get um, the fathers work all day, the moms keep the home, 
the daughters prepare to get ready to meet a husband or to be paired with whoever their parents pick. And the boys go to Hebrew school. The women do not. The boys go to Hebrew school and then they learn their trade and then they'll get the bride that has been picked for them. And that's how the world works. You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Day and night must scramble for a living, feed a wife and children, say his daily prayers, and who has the right as master of the house to have the final word at home? The papa! But then at the very end, and then he talks about, you know, there's the rabbi, and there's the yidiyah, and the, and the matchmaker, and there's all these people in the town. And I, it is very easy to get lost in the environment of this town and be like, wow, what a, what a community. But then he, there is a part where they pull back and you're like, we're just a small part of this much bigger town that's mostly like Russian Orthodox, like, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And everyone's real white, real pasty, real pasty. I like that. It's a very clear distinction when they show that. Like, well, they oh, give them like they're the Europeans too. Yeah. They have like the tunics with the belts. Yeah. Like every single Russian has a tunic and a belt. Yeah. I'm like, all right, sure. All right, okay. Um, but they live their lives in harmony. They don't bother them. They don't bother us. Everything works fine. But at the very end, you get why it's called Fiddler on the Roof. Traditions, traditions. Without our tradition, our lives would be as shaky as, as, as a fiddler on the roof. Is that a saying? It is in the show. Oh, uh, I, I would say Tevia, so Tevia as a character always, like, wants all of his daughters to marry 
scholastic men, I would say. Yeah. Like, learned men. So I think he talks in metaphor and he tries to make himself sound, sound smarter than yeah. maybe he necessarily is. Yeah. I think that's a thing that happens over and over throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those things. But it is a very striking image. And it's a really interesting take on him as the patriarch because yeah yeah the story is about different things making forcing him to bend through his traditions but it never felt like it was impossible Mm -hmm. because i think of how the actor is portraying him and also how that character is like always looking to be more than what he is i don't know it just it, it never felt I I always felt that the conflict with tradition was just the mom and the town, but I never I've, I never like antagonized him on it. Does that make sense? Like he never felt he was like, nope, this is how it's gonna be. It always felt yeah, like he was open he, to. He's he wants to do the right thing. <clears throat> yeah, like he's very concerned with keeping tradition, but also like he loves his daughters. Like there is like a joke where he's like. I was blessed with five daughters. Yeah. Like, which, you know, at that time, you probably don't want five daughters. Yeah. You at least want one son to help you take the milk into yeah, town. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there is, like, a lot... But he he loves them so much. Yeah. I don't And know. I guess I didn't expect He's... that from watching this movie. I expected him to be very stern, very... He is with Golda. Yeah, that's true. And Although it's... she always wins... Yeah. Like, he, he'll, he like, argue and yell, and then he'll just do exactly what she yeah. wanted him to do anyway. So I really like that that's who we have telling the story. Johnny, Sean! Um, so once we get out of tradition, we then we start really getting into the plot of the story. Um, we have... Um, Masha, Olga, and Irina, the three eldest sisters... And then the two sisters, Hava and Nagila. I actually don't know the two younger sisters' names. We I don't think they ever say them in the And then it's like, and the rest. <laughs> I just looked it up because I looked up Tevi and his daughters, like the actual stories it's based mm-hmm. on, and one of them is called Sprinza. So I think that's one of the younger ones. I think they sell those at the Norway key. Because uh, there's eight stories. Tevia strikes it rich. Tevia blows a small fortune. Today's children. Hadl, Hava, Sprinza. Tevia cute. leaves for the land of Israel. And Leko Leko. Also translated as get thee out. Sprinza. I'm obsessed with that name. That was at Ikea. I saw that. Did you just make that joke? I said they sell that at the Norway Pavilion. Oh. At yeah, Kringla. Yeah. At Kringla. <laughs> Wow. It's right next to the school bread. Yeah. So let's go through the sisters. So the oldest sister is the one that Gola's trying to get a match for. Because she's the oldest and she's of age. Who? The oldest daughter. Oh, I thought you said her name. And I thought you said Masha. Okay. I did earlier as a joke. Oh, as a joke. I don't remember her name. So the oldest daughter, Zaitl. Is she Masha, though? Like, do they fall under the three sisters? I would say Arena is, is definitely um, Hava. Not Hoddle. Hoddle's the middle, but I don't. I wouldn't say she's Masha, because Olga's the oldest. 
Yeah. In the oh, spinster. Olga's the oldest? I thought yeah. Masha's the oldest. Olga's the spinster. Masha's the teacher. Masha. Olga is the teacher. And Olga's the, the teacher. Masha's the one who wears black all day because she's in mourning for her life. But she's the one who's having an affair, right? With. Yes. So I guess you can say, like, she's. Uh, I would know. say, well, I, you never really know if Masha's affair is, like, tre- real or if she's having, like, an emotional affair. I can't <laughs> believe we're talking about the three sisters on this podcast. About Where's the that on the musical? Roof. First of all, we're supposed to not like the Russians in this story. I know. Okay. Um, so Zytel is the oldest. Hoddle is the second. And truly, uh, they were like, give us a Barbara. Yeah, Rosalind Harris looks... She looked like What's Up Doc Barbara. Because, like, the straight yeah, hair. It's the straight hair and that nose. And, like, her eyes are kind of, like, almondy. Yeah. And, like, a little separated from each other. She's really pretty. Um, but, yeah, she does have a very Barbara look. And then Hava is the third daughter. I want to see if it's on here. Oh, okay, hold on. Sprinza is the fourth daughter. And Bielka is the fifth daughter. What the fuck did you just call me? Listen, you Bielka. Bielka. I like that. That's pretty. Is that your Let's drag name? name our daughter Bielka. No, we're naming her Sprinza, obviously. Sprinza Bielka. We're naming her Sprinza Bielka T- Zaitl Havayenta. Silva. Silva. <laughs> I don't hate Zaitl. I'm not going to lie. Zaitl's really pretty. Zaitl's it's a, pretty a little name. annoying to spell because it's T-Z. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like tzatziki sauce? Ugh. I don't even know if you said that right, but yes. Tzatziki? No. Taziki. I feel like, okay, so when like I was young and I went to Pittsburgh and my mom was like, can I have a gyro? And they were like, sure, you want a gyro? And she was like, yeah, I'll have a gyro sandwich. And they were like, okay, we'll get you that gyro. And it was like this weird (laughs) passive aggressive argument about how to pronounce the word. It's gyro. Mm hmm. (laughs) I just don't think I have enough knowledge to have an informed opinion about how to to say Greek food names. That's the theme of this episode. I, we just don't have, we don't have it. <laughs> um, so you meet the three daughters, the three main three daughters, and um, Yenta comes over to meet with Golda, the mom. Yenta, she, Yenta. Yenta, Yenta. And she um, tells Golda that she has set up a match for Zytel, who obviously has to get married off first, with the butcher, whose name is Laser Wolf. <laughs> I had to like think so long and hard about that. I just every time they said that name, I was like, "That's the name of like an '80s pop band." Yeah. Or like Laser Wolf. Or L A S E R. No, it's D J Laser Wolf. D J Laser Wolf. L A Z E R W O with like the accent over the O L F F. FF? In your version, in the DJ world. Oh, yeah. In this, it's L A Z A R Wolf. <laughs> DJ Laser Wolf. DJ Laser Wolf. You, that's not how music that's sounds not, anymore. That's not it. God, the 90s were great, weren't they? <laughs> um, however, Zytel does not want to be matched with anyone that. Um, Yenta picks out because as we come to find out she's actually in love with Mottle. 
who is the neighbor, who is the tailor, and they who were is, childhood sweethearts. You know what they say, Macho the tailor boy. Bring me Java, bring me joy. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, where is this joke going? Oh my god, you're so dumb. You're so funny. Fuck you for being so fucking funny. I never said that in my that's, life. I think that's what I you never mean. said that. That was your internal monologue. Um, also so giving we... us the best Cornelius Hackle. We haven't really gotten to him yet, but sure, you can start. He like when he first came in, I was like, first of all, that's Josh Robin. Don't tell me otherwise that that's not Josh Groban. He does look like... Is Josh Groban Jewish? Uh, again, I, again. I don't know if I have enough knowledge. <laughs> I could go to his Wikipedia. Hold on. Joshua? Well, Joshua? Joshua Joshua's a Jewish Joshua. name. Hold on. Joshua? Josh's father is a descendant of Jewish immigrants from Poland and Ukraine. And converted from Judaism to Christianity upon marrying Josh's mother. Damn it. His parents are Episcopalian. <gasps> so it's still a victory for us. For the community. Sure. Great. Okay. So he does. she doesn't want to marry. <laughs> and then we go to Matchmaker. <laughs> I do have enough knowledge to have an informed opinion. Josh Groban is not Jewish. However, he is Herod. Actually, no, he's not Jewish at all because his mom wasn't Jewish. His dad was Jewish. Is it... But it's a matrilineal line. Is it a matrilineal? Yes. Wow. You are informed about that. Did you think I made that up yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, it, that's how it passes. Like that's, oh, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> I'm so mad. So the, like the joke with RJ is that I'm like really obsessed. With the Jewish culture? With the Jewish culture. RuPaul to is a, too. It's okay. To a degree that maybe it's. Maybe it's... It's a little dull as all. It's a little exoticism. It's a little, like... I only sleep what with... What is that called? What fetishism? You... Yeah. But, but it's don't. not sexual. It's not sexual. It's literally just, like, I think they do everything better. <laughs> and... They have it, a great sense of humor. They, listen. Okay, so just super quick. That code switch episode... I think episode... that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> No, that Code Switch episode okay. I was listening to where they, like, they mm-hmm. took a poll, like, they surveyed, surveyed a bunch of people about, like, just Jewish culture this day and, like, what is important to, to, to identify yourself as Jewish. Uh-huh. And, like, a good percentage of them said a sense of humor. Like, they said, well, on, they were, know. like, a good, like, we all <laughs> We all watched and we all loved The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, did we not? We did. We did. <clears throat> so... That is plot A. The wedding. Laser Wolf. Model. Zeitel. Yenta. We get Matchmaker out of it, which is like classic. I would say this is one of the songs that does not sound culturally Jewish. One of the few. Yeah. Matchmaker, matchmaker, you know that I'm still very young. Please take your time. Up to this minute I misunderstood. That I could get stuck for good. Yenta, see that he's gentle. Remember, you were also obliged. It's not that I'm sentimental. It's just that I'm terrified. Matchmaker, matchmaker, plan me no plans. I'm in no rush. Maybe I've learned. Playing with matches a girl can get burned. So drink me no ring, prove me no prove, find me no find. 
plot B, Tavia giving out milk in the town. A guy comes over. My newspaper just came in. I found this news out. They made all the Jews leave this town. Okay, this is the Chekhov's gun. This is when you, <laughs> this, this is, is when you know to have to bring up Chekhov again. But as soon as they're like, they made all the Jews leave this town. Well, that's not going to affect us. We're here in tiny little Antevka. I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. There, oh boy. Look to your history. There's the gun on the mantle. Yeah. So that happens, and then at the same time, Perchik comes over, who's the student from Kiev. Who's I guess passing through or like lives there or, or like I guess American wayward oh yeah fully He's like Kiev but he was like transatlantic hey see I mean, <laughs> the weird thing is is that you have Topol who is Palestinian so he that accent isn't made up like no. that's his real accent it's narrating the entirety of most of the film and then everyone else is like heightened heightened it's yeah not, yeah it's, it's almost not, just like yeah it's like we're still clinging to those early 60s, like mid-60s musicals where they kind of talk like this. Yeah. Especially... The world's changing out there, see? Yeah, it's very... Our dark. ideas have to be different. Then you have Topol, <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> what is, what was, why did he sound like Gerard Butler? <laughs> That's what he sounds... I'll play the clip. It's what he sounds like. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Um... So then, so then he... We've got to have brand new ideas. He brings Perchik home with him to celebrate the Sabbath. Um, Zytel tells Model that he needs to ask Tevia for her hand in marriage before she gets paired off with whoever Yenta has decided for her. Model's too scared to do it because he's scared of Tevia. Yeah. Understandably. He yells a lot. Um, Perchik meets Hoddle, the second daughter. And all, like, literally immediately, they're like, eyes, hello, eyes, hello. Like, they look at each other during the Sabbath prayer. Mm-hmm. The next song on the list. Um, it is funny that a lot of things get established right away in the beginning of the movie, but then it's like, they stretch out three hours after this. They sure did. Wait, did you skip If I Were a Rich Girl? We're not there yet. How? Uh, wait. wait, yeah, we did. It's right after Matchmaker. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, because he comes home and then he has to get get the t- milk for. Yeah, he has to bring the mule home because the mule went lame. His yeah. horse went lame, so he has to. And then he goes back out uh, before the Sabbath. If I had, a, if I had a nickel for every time my horse went lame. <laughs> well, speaking of, if I had a, if I were a rich man. Na 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 Oh my See, God! All the money in the world. If I was a wealthy girl, no, make it. What do you mean? Oh my God! Did you just realize? I that... just forgot that song oh, existed <laughs> until this very moment. But that's the other thing. She was the one who did. Remember when we talked about Sound of Music and I talked about how she did the Lonely Goat Herd song? Did she? Oh, that's right. <gasps> Wait, that's We're right. We're going to relive right. this again on this podcast. Wait. Wh- Everyone's going to be like, you did this 14 episodes ago. <laughs> I don't care. Wait, hold on. Is Gwen, Gwen Stefani's Stefani. album Love Sex, wait, Love Angel Music Baby just clips from Showcase? Oh, there's a new Mickey Mouse short. <laughs> Does she just go through the musicals that we go through in Showcase? Is she a Time Lord? Um, I buy me four Harajuku girls problematic yeah we didn't we weren't woke enough in no. whatever year it was love angel music baby her. Hey, 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 
same album? Wind it up. Yep. Is the song. Okay, what's the song? Like? I do remember the song now. And she wears curtains in the video. Like her and her hard juicer girls wear curtains in the music. No, this is the same album. It's um yeah. Rich Girl. Now explain to me why what this song has to do with the lonely oh well I guess if it's about like girls and boys, that's technically what the lonely girl heard about. Okay, let's go to what's this other song? Rich girl. Rich girl. Not the Holland Oates song. Yeah, no, I had Gwen Stefani already typed in. Thank you so much. <laughs> so hey, 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 hey. All over the world, from the hood to Japan, Harajuku girls, what? They're on like a pirate ship. They're literally on a pirate ship. Oh my god! I cannot. Okay, we're not. We're not doing this. In this three-hour movie, we're forty-six minutes into this podcast, and we've covered twenty minutes of the movie. Maybe. Yeah. Great, we're doing really good. Um, no, so obviously we have If We Were a Rich Man, which is like, if you know any song from the show, I feel like it's... Matchmaker. <laughs> You're right. And then this. Well, If I Were a Rich Man is like iconic in the like dance and the like... Yes. There's no like, there are like lyrics that are like kind of just sounds. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> If I were a rich man If I were a wealthy man I wouldn't have to work hard Lord who made the lion and the lamb You decreed I should be what I am would it spoil some vast eternal plan if I were a wealthy man? Say I have all the money in the world. I cannot believe. I am so shook right now. Why is Gwen Stefani a musical theater stand? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening. Okay, great. So, if I were a rich man, what do we even say about this number? Like, it's so. It's the wishing song. It is. It's his wishing song. I feel like a lot of times in musicals that are centered around men, we don't get that. I know. That's why I really like this one. Has it? um, Man of La Mancha has it. To dream the impossible dream. Um, But I most I would say don't. So that's cool. Okay, back to the plot. Sabbath. You have Zyda, Mada, Perchik, Papa, Golda, Tavia, Chava, Bilka, Sprinkle. 
Sprinza. He won't even say Schnitzel. Um, that's not her name, and no. I won't do that to her. She's not a real, <laughs> not person, a real person. But I don't want to, you know, I just don't have enough information to make an informed <laughs> opinion. So, um, Golda tells, basically model flakes, and he, like, can't say it. He gets too nervous. Yeah. And Zaitl's like, great. Great. Why am I marrying you? Or why do I want to marry you? And, and Golda's then, like, Laser Wolf wants... To meet with you. Wants to meet with you. She doesn't... She Wait. Yenta already told her that she wants. he wants to marry her, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say that? She doesn't say that to Tapia. She just says, you have to meet with him. He wants to speak to you. Yeah. Um, and he thinks that he wants to buy his... His horse. horse. So when he goes over to Laser Wolf's house, the joke is that Laser Wolf's like, I'm sure you know why I'm here. And he's like, of course I know you're, why, I'm, why you want me to come over and... He's like, you know, I want to, I want to buy her from you. And yeah. he's like, well, I understand that, but where does it end? Like, what do you want next? My next one, the one after that. And Laser Wolf is like, what? Are you selling? Like, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, he's like, huh? And then, ha ha ha! Isn't it funny? We're talking about Zaitel. And then we do the thing that maybe is a little cheesy in this movie, which is like the freeze frame. And then Tevia thinks to himself. But, okay, I like it when he does it to all the three girls. Yes, this is the one where it's weird because it's just Laser Wolf's face. Just like talk. It's not like back with music. Right. And he doesn't like... The other thing I think that's really cool, and we'll get to it later, but like when it happens with the daughters, all of a sudden like there's like this massive distance between them. It's like he's taking this moment that's really fun. it's really cool. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so they start singing the song that Zac Efron and... um, Hugh Jackman sing in The Greatest Showman where they <sighs> drink a lot. Do you know I'm truly dreading when we get to that musical? Like, I'm truly not ready I had to it. defend myself last weekend of The Greatest Showman because everyone I had dinner with was a fan of that movie. And I kept quiet the entire time. Good. Well, is that complicity? <laughs> but then but then Jeremy was like, so, like, what is it? It's just, like, the acting or is it the music? And I was like... To be honest, it's the movie. It's the <laughs> it was, whole thing. It was yeah. poorly made. Anyway, can't get into it. But we will get into the excessive drinking that's happening right now. Yeah, so they agree, basically. And because Celebrate. Tevia, even though he does want a learned man, Laser Wolf is rich. And he can give Zyla a great life. He and is he, the butcher. Right. Everybody needs they meet, girl. And... He can give Zaitl a good life. Um, he has to marry Zaitl off before he can marry anyone else off. Like, it's, yeah, you know, it is what it is. So, oh, boy. So he makes the deal. And then we have Two Life, which is good. L'chaim? L'chaim? Two Life? L'chaim. Um, they're cheers, I'm assuming. Again, I don't have enough information to make an informed opinion. Um... And in it, they they do this really clever thing with the choreography. And as we know, podcasts are a visual medium, famously. Um, so I would love to explain it in detail right now. How sure, like go for it. The, We've dancing, already explained Gwen Stefani's discography. We already detail. listened to it. Um, so they they start dancing. They're celebrating with Tevia because the arrangement has happened. Um. And they do, like, the traditional 
Jewish dancing is like the like arms in the air, da 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 da, and then the Russians come in and really throw everything off because it's the bar in town. I guess there's only one, so they come in and then to counter the Jewish men's choreography, the the Russian guys get to do like their the the traditional Russian, like Russian not tap really low, but it's the yeah the really the, low yep. like kicking yep. dancing I know I'm sure we call the, them the Russians that's why like when you do that move like you do a Russian yeah so it's like <laughs> yeah oh we yes us uh, dancers <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just assumed you were from that video you showed me it looked like you're an actor who moves no I'm no I'm a dancer oh okay yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Triple, triple threat triple threat the next day, Zaitel, with model, goes to Tevia. And we're like, today's the day. And they're like, we're gonna do it. We're, we don't, I don't want to get married to Laser Wolf. Oh. We want to get married. Yeah. And then, and then this is when starts the story of his daughters. We get the first, like, him going... On the other hand, I didn't love. I loved her. What is that from? <laughs> she loves me. Oh, oh my god! I was like, wait. Um, There's other versions of that like type of song where like you, it's basically, it's your soliloquy. It's a soliloquy. Yeah. So he he decides whether or not he's going to grant them permission, basically. And I think there is like a level of. I would like to talk about this actually in depth because there is a level of. I hope all of this microphone is picking up all of this. Me folding this paper? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. It'll be fine. It, it's so interesting because I it's like truly, I don't know why I find this so interesting. Like him grappling with trying to be like a good father and also a good man of faith and also like. His own personal, like what he wants. Yeah. It's so it's really interesting, interesting to, yeah. and to watch and it's so well done. I think that's why I said that this movie feels so tight. It's because we're so invested, invested in yeah. him and yeah. how he thinks. And he does it so well. Like, he doesn't... You do feel like the decision is happening right there. Like, he... Like, it's a struggle for him to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, in the end, he does decide to let Model and Zaitl get married. But then he has to figure out how he's going to break the news to Golda. Which... Because he and Laser Wolf have already shook on it. Yeah. Which this, I was completely shocked about. So after Tevia agrees to Zaitl and Model, um, Model sings the song that's in my book. <laughs> I forgot to talk about this. Oh, Miracle of, Miracle of Miracles. Miracles. And I just want to talk about it because I want to put it in. Yeah. It's so it's such a good song. So this Again, is Josh Groban. It's Josh, Josh Groban Josh singing Groban's Miracle doing a Miracle great job singing in 1971. Cornelius Hackle song. <laughs> she, he may as well have sung like um, I'm dancing. It is a song though that's a little like it's a it's little, little too heavy. <laughs> yeah. Because he references like every classic Old Testament story. Oh. And I was like, okay, we we get it. Wait, is this a list song? Not uh, not in the not in the traditional sense, because I was about to say the biggest gag was that it's another list song in your book, which is very list song heavy. heavy. 
is that your brand? Listen. <laughs> Listen. Um, um, I just, I think the song is so sweet. And it's like one of the few times in the show where they're like, there's like true joy in the moment. Yeah. It's very sweet. He's probably one of, he's, I definitely, out of all the three boys, he's definitely my favorite. Because he had definitely. Oh, Kershik is my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Kershik has a very lame is vibe about him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, not in an annoying Marius way, but in a wonderful Angel Ra way. Uh, he was always the Aaron one I Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Tate. Wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles, God took a Daniel once again, stood by his side, and miracle of miracles, walked him through the lion's den. Wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles, I was afraid that God would frown, but like he did so long ago in Jericho, God just made a wall fall down. When Moses softened Pharaoh's heart, that was a miracle. When God made the waters of the Red Sea part, that was a miracle too. But of all God's miracles, large and small, the most miraculous one of all is that out of a worthless lump of clay, God has made a man today. Um, so in the end, he does decide to let Model and Zeidel get married, but then he has to figure out how he's going to break the news to Golda. Which... Because he and Laser Wolf have already shook on it. Yeah. Which this, I was completely shocked about. That this was the direction a that they went. A dream sequence, A deep, a comedic dream sequence. Okay. So, in the night, Tevia wakes up. Or, actually, he's been awake this whole time. Yeah. So he pretends he wokes up. Pretends he wokes up. Pretend well, stay woke. Yeah. Um, he pretends he wakes up and then Golda's like he was like, Oh, I had a terrible dream and she's like, Tell me about it, I'll help you figure out what it means. And he's like, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into like the most one of the most fun things I've ever done on stage in my entire life, which is Tevia's dream. Which turns into this, like, bizarre, surreal dream. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a literal dream sequence, but it's all manufactured by Tevia. There is another actual dream ballet later that oh, we'll true. get to. But... It's like, um... It's so It's funny. a play within a play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a play within a it's play. It's the Lonely Goat Herd. It's the puppet show. Yeah. Um, it's just so fun. I don't know. I, can you say I know. Can you say that more as a white woman? It's just so fun to have this little moment. Um, basically, so like Golda's grandma or something is who they named Zidal after. Yeah. So she's like, she, oh, a blessing. Like we're so happy for you. Da 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 da. Zidal's getting married to model, and Golda's like, huh? <laughs> the tailor? We made a bargain with the butcher. She freaks out and he's like, I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. And I, that was very, yeah. You are, live like, it's just so funny because I know when you do drag, you will do a Jewish woman. Dang it. <sighs> I'll have a wig under a wig because, like, we get it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. 
So anyway, it turns because I he doesn't think like Golda's getting it. Like he's she's not like buying or she's like, well, she just doesn't know. Like yeah. it's fine. Your she's dream old. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So he pulls out the big guns. So Laser Wolf is a widower. Yep. His former wife former wife Fruma Sarah has died. Which is also your drag. Laser name. Wolf and Fruma Sarah, honey. Yeah. Honey. What DJ is, Laser Wolf featuring Fruma Sarah. What? Is about your daughter marrying my husband? It's your husband. Would you do this to your friend and neighbor from a Sarah? Have you no consideration for a woman's feelings? Handing over my belongings to a total stranger. He claims that she, like, comes out of the ground, and then, like, she's, like, flying, she's terrifying. They already talk about how Fruma Sarah was, like, not a nice woman. Like, they have that conversation when Yenta was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Golda already doesn't like her, and then, I don't know, it just turns into this, like, bizarre, she's gonna, like, murder Zydel. into this like bizarre she's gonna like murder Zydel if she marries so then at the end Golda's like you know what you're everyone was right it's just better to marry model and not marry laser wolf and just be done with it and yada 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 and he's like amen because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let Golda thinks you have to let Golda she think to, she made the decision yeah she made the decision so it's just so much I don't know it's so good is it because it looks exactly like Grim Grinning Ghosts? It does look a lot like Grim Grinning Ghosts. It's also really funny because, like, the actors literally have, like, white makeup on their face. Um, so then... They get murdered. Well, yes, they do. Hoddle and Perchik are falling in love. Um, Perchik is, as we recall, the student who has started to teach... Yen or Tevia's daughters and order in like exchange for I think basically like to get like food and stuff like that because like he is a, like a poor student and 
we all know Tevia wants like education. Like yeah, he was thing, like, so. you can stay if you teach my children stuff. Right. We oh yes. So they well okay. I just want to finish like Pershing and Hana. Like they kind of like have this like. Mama was like dancing. Yeah, they dance together, and it's very. Sweet. He's like, well, we dance in the, in the universities. We dance, dance. The world is different now. Men and women are dancing together. And then he, they dance. Together. And she's and it's like, very sweet. Yeah, it's very. Hoddle's very sweet. I think Hoddle's my favorite sister. Cause she's the ingenue. She does get the ingenue song in the show. Um. I don't know why yeah, she I said sings. that really defensively. <laughs> yes, she does get that. I love an ingenue. <laughs> um, the two dance together, which is considered forbidden by Orthodox Church religion. I didn't know that. The what? That they they were that it's Orthodox Jewish tradition that men and women don't dance together. is like the next sequence that happens. It's all fun and games, honey. All fun and games until well, okay. Okay, so there's the canopy. So there's the there's the canopy, the wedding. Then we go into like the reception, basically, the party afterward. And Laser Wolf even does like a let bygones be bygones, but we swore on it. Yeah. And so they like he freaks fight. out. Yeah. Um, Tevia and Golda have spent a lot of money in order to get them, like, a nice, some bedding, some pillows, candlesticks for the mm -hmm. Sabbath, like, very nice gifts. And then, after all that, hullabaloo, Perchik decides that he wants to ask a girl to dance. Because the men are, and the men and women are split. There's, like, a rope yeah. down the middle of the, between the two. And he takes the rope down and Hoddle dances with him and everyone is scandalized. But then everyone starts dancing. But then everyone starts dancing. Because they ask the rabbi, is there anything in the Torah, in the Bible, that says that you can? Okay. And he's like, well, technically, it's not in the good book. Yeah. But it's just like a tradition. It's, again, tradition. 
Um, and so they're middle of having fun games, and then we get the the Russians. Cambridge Analytica just comes right on in. Oh my god! Steals everyone's private information. So timely. <laughs> this podcast is really going to keep up in three years from now when everyone remembers what they Cambridge were like. Analytica oh, this is. was recorded in two thousand eighteen, probably in April. <laughs> So they come in and they basically destroy the entire wedding and they rip everything to bits. And there was it's, the... it's very Kristallnachty. Yeah. Where they just they basically destroy all the Jewish section of the town. It's really it's really horrifying to see. This is when it turns and it's like, oh, this, 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 this is movie what it's is about. not about him and his daughters. It's like this is what it's about. That's why he's clinging out to tradition because yeah. they're being invaded. They have to keep their traditions because. They don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. So we get to intermission. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> so we get to intermission. Um, I At this point, I peed. I remember that. Sure, yeah. I took a break to pee. And then when we came back, um, Saitel and Model are pretty much, they, they've finished their story <laughs> for the most part. Um, and... Yeah, really, Zytel and Model are done. Yeah. They're, I mean, he wants a... He wants a he wants a sewing, sewing machine. machine now. That's like the plot. That's what of he's their trying life. to do, so that it. they can afford to like be a married couple, have a family. So now we move on to the next daughter, which is Hoddle, and she and Perchik decide to get engaged because he's going to go back to Kiev for the revolution. Um, she accepts his proposal. And then they go to Tapia. So this is this is what I'm confused about. He does go. He leaves, but before he leaves, he's like, "Let's be engaged so that way someday I'll come get you, and then we can live wherever." But then later on, doesn't he like? Is it alluded that he gets arrested? Mm-hmm. He gets sent to a camp, a work work camp in Siberia. And where, where this is, is horrible. Like, where is if she? If you then? take away the fun, like. Oh, like this tiny little Atatevka town. Like everybody's like has yeah. their own little quirk. Like this is horrifying. So then, where does she end up going? She goes to the work camp. Oh. Yes, she go- She goes on a train to go to Siberia. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they tell Tevia that they are engaged. And then she he does his soliloquy. And then he does another soliloquy. honey. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's the soliloquies. Uh, he see, he does a sequel to his soliloquy. A soliloquy soliloquy sequel. A soliloquy sequel. Um so he is upset because They've done it without asking his permission. Mm-hmm. They've only they're only asking his blessing, but he they're sees not... how much they love each other. Yeah, that was the big thing because he was like, "No," but then she was like, "No, we're not asking for your permission." Yeah, we're just asking for like it's we're gonna go, we're leaving. Right. We just want your blessing. We just want your blessing. He was like, "I can't." Ah, uh, fine. A blessing. But then he. But then at the very end, he's like, "And I give you my permission." They're like, "Well, yeah. we didn't ask." He's like, "I'm giving it anyway." Yeah. <laughs> A blessing. A blessing. Um, A blessing. But then we have this really sweet song that we go into. Um, 
because now we've had two daughters get married for love. And Tevia asks Golda if she loves if him. If she, yeah. And it's, I'm like getting emotional talk. You can see the uh, the tears. Can you see? Listeners. Listeners. Can you see? It's just a really sweet song because they were arranged marriage and they realize that after 25 years together, they do love each other. Yeah. That they maybe had never thought about it in terms like that, but, you know, that she says, um, after 25 years, years I've... Fought with him, starved with him. 25 years my bed is his. If that's not love, what is? And you love me. I suppose I do. Then I suppose I love you too. It doesn't change a thing. But even so. After 25 years, it's nice to know. It's so sweet. So Golda. So Golda. Also, she has a lower register than he does. It's kind of wild. Um, For 25 years. So then we see, right, we see Perchik arrested in Kiev, and then he's exiled to Siberia for to a work camp. And he writes to Hoddle, and I believe in a, I don't, maybe don't have all the information, <laughs> so I can't make an informed opinion, but I believe in a work camp situation, in order to pay off, you pay by doing labor. Yes. So she goes out to help him pay. So she's going to work. Even though she wasn't doing anything wrong, her time will go to his sentence. Yeah. From what I gather. Um, so Tevia takes her to the train. And um, she promises that her and Perchik will get married in the Jewish faith under the canopy. She sings Far From the Home I Love, which is the only Ingenue song in the show. And funny, because Far, was it Far? Far From the Home I Love. Far From the Home I Love also sounds like a Hallmark movie. Oh, what a melancholy choice this is. Wanting home, wanting him. Closing my heart to every hope. But he's leaving the home I love. There where my heart has settled long ago, I must go, I must go. Who could imagine I'd be wandering so far from the home I love? Yet there with my love I'm home 
but God alone knows when we shall see each other again. Then we will leave it in his hands. So, after Hada leaves, Hava. we go to Hava. So, so Hava I, has met a, a like laborer, right? He's like a farmer. Yeah. Russian farmer. Whose name is uh, Fietka. Cambridge Analytica. They fall so, in love. I mean, yeah, they fall in love. And oh, he's supposed, my God. Okay, so. But, okay, they're giving, the, they're giving the least screen time. Yeah. So you are not given the time to like invest in their invest in their relationship. They have one scene where it's like he's like, "I've seen you read b- books before." Uh, I have well this that book. scene, but it starts with him coming to her aid because yeah. the she, three guys are like other farmers are like, "Hey, you're a Jew, right? Yeah, what are you doing here? It's yeah. so weird. It's really awful." And then he's like, "Go, like get out of here." And then he like walks with her, and he's very kind to her. Yeah. I mean, they do a good job of making it like he they're in love, so you can't be mad yeah. at them. But at the same time, it's, just it's like... a bummer. Yeah. Because it... This is... Yeah. So... They go up to Tevia. No. She goes, she goes to up to Tevia. He doesn't do it with her. Which I think is another thing that bothers Tevia. Yes. So, I mean, there's... <laughs> this one is like, there's everything that bothers Tevia. So for her, it was like, he spots them talking at first... This is post wedding, so they've already attacked the the yeah you know. Mm-hmm. So first, Tevia sees ha- Hava and Fiedka together. Yeah, and he was like, "What are you doing with that boy?" And she's like, "We're just friends, Papa. Not didn't even try. We're just friends. Whatever, blah blah blah. But you know, if I did like him, what?" What would that be like? Just like t- feeling testing the waters, and he was like, he tells so yeah. So he tells her that marrying out of the faith is against the religion. Yeah, it's like obviously. Yeah, and he was basically like, that was the last time you're gonna. Speak. Well, and especially like it's a again because she's like a woman. Like maybe if it was a man, it would be like. Well, he wouldn't have to give his blessing anyway if it was a man. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird like. I don't know. It just seems like it, it's viewed differently because she is like a woman marrying, yeah. going, going to li- like because a woman leaves. So if a like if a Gentile girl married a Jewish, a Jewish son, that's fine. No, it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great, but there's... the mom would be mad. Yeah. But like overall, it wouldn't. It would be seen as like we're gaining another. Yeah, but. Because a woman is leaving our community, we're losing We're losing one. someone, yeah. So I think that's another part of it. Anyway, so if he tells her that he can't, she can't see him anymore and he, she can't even speak his name. Yeah. Cut to... Cut to the church. Cut to... And Golda goes to the priest. Because wasn't she like, I had a feeling or she... Because she had left. She had she left. She hadn't seen her all day. Yeah. So they go to so the So she goes the to church. the priest. And the first guy, like the rector or whoever he is, was like so mean for no reason. He was like, why are you here? It's so, it's awful. And then um, the scene after that, Tavia's like walking down the street with the, with the horse. Mm-hmm. And she like runs to him. And she's like, I just went to the church. We got They married. eloped. Yeah. And then he like, 
But she still basically was like, do I still have your blessing? It, well, no, because Gold, Gold is the one who tells him. Yeah. And then... There's like a He, weird... like, continues on. Yeah. But then you... Then she's, like, there. So you don't know if it's, like, real or maybe he's, like, imagining it. Because then there is the dream That's sequence. what I thought at first. I thought it wasn't real. Because I was like, well, you're singing. And I think you were having, like, a... Just, like, a moment. Yeah. And then she appears. Yeah. But I think she... If you heard your dad wailing, wouldn't you be like, oh, there he is. Little bird. Little traveler. I don't understand what's happening today. Everything is all a blur. All I can see is a happy child. The sweet little bird you were. Havale. Havale. Little bird. Little Havale. You were always such a pretty little thing, everybody's favorite child. Gentle and kind and affectionate, what a sweet little bird you were, Havale, Havale. Um, so yeah, so in the dream sequence it's, or in the dream ballet, it's all about how like Do- Hala was always the pretty one. Yeah. She, she was the one that everybody liked. She was the sweetheart. She was like the apple of his eye and whatever. And now she's done this thing and blah, blah, blah. And then she appears and she asks him to accept her marriage. And he goes into another soliloquy. And in, in this time, he says... He basically decides to keep. He, he, yeah, it like leads up to. He has this line where he says, "If I bend that far, I might break." Yeah, and it's ugh. He has these lines that are so like evocative and they're so good. Um, it's really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. This movie takes this story takes such a turn, and I mean it also is like done. I I. I don't think it's on stage as hard to watch as it is in the movie. The movie is really sad, especially because it's like shot so naturalistically. So you're like truly immersed in the environment. Um, but yeah, it's really hard. And then, and then, and then that's done. And then like the next scene, he's in town. And they're like, and the, hey. And the Russian police... Guy. Officer is like we're evicting all the Jews from the town. You have to leave. Yeah, they have three days, I think, to pack everything and sell their house. Because remember, even the guy was the the police guy was like, I even tried to say that look, someone married into this into the family here. Because remember, he said yeah. that like he married ha- Hava, so maybe like his family could his be family spared. could be spared. But no, even there, they had, they to, had to leave too. And then it's and then we go into Amtabka. Yeah, so it's so sad. So Adam, you picked this movie, so I know, you but it's been... so good. But it it is it's it's really hard to like joke about because these things are so real. So um, we get Amtabka, which it's... is the list song. Yeah. Um, There's the tailor over there. 
There's the butcher over here. What is that tune? <laughs> I don't know. No, there's a there's a song that sounds like that. I know. But they sing Anatevka about how, you know, Anatevka wasn't that great. It's fine. They can get out. Nothing's holding them there anyway. Because at the end of the day, it's really their families and their traditions that what are what are important. Mm-hmm. is packing the cart for him and Bielka and Spritza. Spritza. Just a Spritza lemon, please. Um, and Golda for all four of them to leave. Zytle and Model and the baby. The baby. And the uh, singer sewing machine. Yep. All pack up all and they're leaving. Babies. But we don't know where they go. We know where... So Tavia and his... Those four are going to Chicago. Yeah. Um, Laser Wolf is going to... New York. I think Boston. Or maybe it is New York. New York. Um, we don't know where Zydel and Model are going. Oh, wait. Are they going to Paris? Yenta's going to Israel. Yenta's going to Israel. Yep. Um, I think they were going to France or something. Something. I don't remember exactly. But they're going somewhere and then... And they say good their goodbyes, and Hoddle again is already still. She's in Siberia. They're, she's they're, she's, she's probably never gonna. That's the craziest thing about that story is, I think yeah. at the train he he knows he's never going to see his daughter yeah. again. I can't even. Okay. Um, and then before Model and Saida leave, um, oh. Fietka and Hava walk by to say goodbye because they're going to leave as well even though they're fine they can stay um they don't want to live somewhere that made them yeah that treated people this way and it's like a it's a very sweet thing of like he doesn't want to look at her Tevia doesn't want to look at Hava but you can tell that everyone else wants to like wish her well but no they can't I don't does Madeline Seidel do I don't remember it wasn't until he said something right until he was like... Well, Zydel was like talking to yeah. her. But it wasn't... There wasn't any like good luck or anything until... Until Tevia He basically said, like, said... He's... I don't even remember the exact line. It's but like he, may... 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 It's like may God look at you or something like may that. May God bless you yeah. basically. And so then he... That was like him giving permission for Zydel to say it to her. Yeah. And I think Hava in that moment knew that it wasn't just coming from Zydel. It was coming from... Yeah. Her father. And it is... It's this little crack 
in the like mm-hmm. maybe something can happen later where it won't be but here's the thing at the end of the day i i don't i don't blame tevia for i don't blame any Tevye. of no, his choices I don't. all I of his choices can't were even correct. imagine you were at the wedding that the guy that you like his people destroyed yeah you were there you helped pick up the mess. I also don't blame Hava because you can't blame who you fall in love with. But, oh my god. That storyline is really sad. So they say goodbye. And then the end of the... Um, the end of... The Fiddler <laughs> appears. Oh, they're going to Poland. It says here. Oh, Hava Zy- is going to Poland. Okay. Zydel is going to... London? Oh, Laser Wolf is going to Chicago. Yent, uh, they're going to New York. But it doesn't say where Zaitel's going. I think he's going too, aren't they? Tevia shows signs of forgiving Hava by murmuring under his breath, and God be with you, silently urging Zaitel to repeat his words to Hava. Golda calls out to Hava and Fietka, telling them they will be living in New York. Never York, I mama. It wasn't like today, you say. And then that it, it just ends with them. Ex- well, they're, they're exodus. It tr- ends with an yeah. exodus. They're gonna have a great time in New York. Let me tell you. You know who loves immigrants? New York in like eighteen ninety four. Oh yeah. They're gonna love the Irish. <sighs> this is just a plea for everyone in the world to stop being anti-Semitic. Yeah. They're the chosen people. Honestly, just move on. <laughs> And I, did you, you, after the movie, we like stopped and thought about like, why are people anti-Semitic? Or like, why are, why them? Is it, it, because it goes back to the whole Jesus thing, right? Yeah, because they killed Jesus. Supposedly. But also, That's the narrative that we've been sold. The, technically the Romans killed Jesus. They nailed him. And the the Romans are dead. So I think we're good. And the Romans were pagan, I guess. If yeah. you, I think there's a, that's the broad, and then the Romans became term. Catholic so I think we're good but then also um, they were it was because the Jews turned on Jesus like he was they all celebrated was, him and then the, all of a sudden like they were the ones who were like crucify him like he needs to go but everyone was there were no Christians yeah there were 12 people who liked him that's it like I don't yeah. this whole narrative of like Jews killed all Jesus. Jews. When I was like, it's only Jews. That's all there is. Yeah. First of all, Islam wasn't even invented yet. Islam hadn't started. Islam didn't start until like the fourth century. Yeah. Needless to Needless. say, <laughs> I Please, definitely don't have enough knowledge to have it. I clearly have zero knowledge. Um, racial and religious bigotry is not okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A controversial statement in 2018, unfortunately. Well, I'm Team Tevye all the way. I'm team Yenta. Yeah. I'm team... She's making her coin. Character, character, actress, Tavia. Or, I'm Yenta. So, who would Patina Miller play in this movie? 
would you love to see Patina play? I think I'd actually really like to see her play Zydel. She's probably a little old now for I would, her. I mean, she'd be a great Golda. She I don't know if I'd want her to see in, uh, to see her in this. I don't know if this I is think, the show for her. <laughs> I think, now that I, I say that... She should pass on she this She should show. pass on this. Did you see what Sierra Bogus did? Yes, she passed on West Side. That whole post... Did you read the whole post? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so woke. So Sierra Bogus everybody's favorite Ariel from the original 2007 production of... How dare you? I don't know any other Ariel, so I can't. 2007 production of Little Mermaid. Um, she was going to do this concert. Westside. She was going to play Maria. In the and concert. it was going to be... I think it was going to be... I think it was a Leonard Bernstein concert. Yeah. And she was asked to do Maria. And... There was a lot of backlash of like... Yeah, She's and like, so she like, like was like trying to go through it, and instead of just like giving it up and not saying anything, she wrote this really incredible post that was like, after like much reflection and like realization and like not necessarily, she was like, I was just so excited to sing Leonard Bernstein for people. Like, I mean, he's an incredible composer. Like, why would you not want to? Um, she was like, there's so much erasure of like Latinx actresses with this role and I don't want to be another reason that that happened so I have left the thing and I was like that's how you do it that's how you do it Sarah Bodges man she's great was not in Fiddler on the Roof which was, was the Fiddler movie the that we did you know who was in Fiddler on the Roof who? in Wait. the early 2000s revival on Broadway who? Leah Michelle I believe she was Sprinza Sprinta Michelle? I think she was I think she was one of the two younger daughters. Sprinta. I don't think she was Hava. She'd have been too young. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So that's Fiddler on the Roof. What do you think? How far? I really that's what I'm saying. I really like this movie. Oh we're not oh, we're not as far as we'd be. I really like this movie. We're at an hour and a half right now. I definitely said this was a tight movie, and I did feel that way. I know it was three it's hours. It's really good. It didn't. I did not feel. There are only twenty three films that have been that are musicals that have been nominated for best picture, and this is the fourth one we've done. Hmm. Um, we've we done Music Man, up. Hello Dolly, My Fair Lady, My Fair Lady, and then this is the fourth one. We're good. Yeah. We know how to pick them. So next week we'll be doing nine. Next month. Next month. We're not doing nine. Do you have any last thoughts on this incredible show that I really would like to see a full, really good production of? Well, they just revived it last year. This is one of the most... I looked this up too. This, like, show... Most done. Most... One of the most done shows. I think Oklahoma's still the top. Probably. I really like the movie. But this one has a lot of girls. <laughs> yeah. I Which really is like, always what everybody needs. I really like this movie. I felt, okay, if we're talking about favorite scenes, obviously the final soliloquy with him rejecting Hava. It's <gasps> a really good one. It's so powerful. But I also really liked... No, Hava. No. I mean, just that, yeah, the final act of the movie is just great. Because you've invested so much time already that... 
all of it pays off. I think this is one of the times that I would say I like the second act better than the first. In a, most musicals, I really like the first act because I like song. I like the wishing song, and yeah. I like songs that set up the story. I like the setting of mm-hmm. like getting the pieces in order. Um, not necessarily how they all come together, I guess. Um, but this one, I think, just is laid out so well that it really works in a way that's really satisfying to watch. And also, like, you're really invested in all of these people in the, during throughout the course of the film. Yeah. Japan, like, loved this film internationally. I think I told you this. Yeah. Because, like, they have those same views of, like, tradition. Yeah. That I think Tevia does. And I think they were going through similar things in 19... In the it's a really good movie to watch now. This movie came out the same year that Magic Kingdom opened. <laughs> which is, like, bizarre to think about. <laughs> it's a great movie to watch now. It's also if a I was horrifying a teacher, movie to watch now because things are still... <laughs> I know, but if I was a teacher, I would, in a heartbeat, spend, like, two days just to watch this movie. Yeah. With my kids. Well, thank you for forcing me to watch this movie because I actually it's, enjoyed it. It's good. It's art. It's culture. But it's not our culture. I said art. Oh, okay. I thought you said it's our culture. Like, no, I said it's, it's art. It's culture. I mean, the music is gay culture for sure. The music is gay culture. Matchmaker is Matchmaker gay culture. Matchmaker is gay culture. <laughs> we own Matchmaker. Yeah, we took it. Sorry. That's, I'm sorry. We're if, not giving it back. We're not giving that back. Everything else is Jewish culture. Absolutely. That bottle dance man is so good. Yeah. And then the whole, even in the in to life where they do the like, everyone's on top and then the Russians are under. That's, yeah. That, I mean that's like iconic. Yeah. Choreographer's Tev- dream. If yeah. I were a rich man, da da dee 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 dee. He's like steps with his arms. I'm here for more cultural shows that are like this deep. Deeply rich. Deeply rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not. Name me a mo- another Jewish musical. That's right not now. Eastern. Like that's, that's what's not, crazy. Like, Western and um, European. That's not a Western story. Story. Like I, there's not a single other like Jew. Oh, Carolina Change. Yeah, and that's Jewish and African American. Yeah. It's so. Oh, but it's not a movie. That'd be a hard movie to make. I don't know any of it. I don't know a single song from that show. Anika Noni Rose won a Isn't Tony it for it. Tony Kushner wrote the book? Tony Kushner and the wrote lyrics? the lyrics And the music, yeah. And the music? Yeah. Oh. No, the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> who wrote the lyric? Or who wrote the music? I don't know. That's a good one. I mean, there's also a lot of, like... Janine Tesori. Who wrote Shrek the Musical? You're joking. Nope. Click her name because you'll see every musical that you hold on. Love. <laughs> Stop. Yep. Fun Home. Yep. Carolina Change. Shrek the Musical. Violet. Are you ready for this one? Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yep. What? <laughs> so what she a was basically she was basically like, "Hey Sutton, what are you doing? <laughs> Want to do a musical with me?" I mean, only That's twice. Violet. Thoroughly. What's Shrek. Violet? That was the one where she was like a preacher or whatever. (laughs) But it was, its first production was in 1997 off Broadway. Yeah, she did, yeah. She did the new revival. Weird. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening. This is your podcast, so you get to do this bit. You can follow us on the Showgaze at Facebook. Just and search that. That's it. And that's it. That's all we have. That's all we have. Um, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. How about you rate us or leave us a review? That'd be great. Um, I feel validated in saying that now that we've done two in a row. Um, and uh, where else can they listen? Is that it? Just those yep. two? iTunes Great. and SoundCloud. iTunes and SoundCloud. Your favorite websites. Bookmark those. You know bookmarks. Do people still do bookmarks? I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's been fun. L'chaim. To life. L'chaim. To life. To life. L'chaim. 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 You know, House and Pfeffer Incorporated. You can't do that. You can't know I don't want to do that.